welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. I am your host, Alicia, and today I am so excited because back on the podcast, I have licensed marriage and family therapist, Heidi Mortensen. So welcome to the show, Heidi. And I was just wondering if you could tell the listener a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, like she said, and I'm actually ordained through Patricia King's ministry as well. Um, And I have a podcast called Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. Um, Most of the time, though, I'm a mom and a wife. I have three kids and I live in Minnesota. Um, I provide therapy for individuals, couples, families. Um, I do trauma work. So I am a therapist and I see people, see teens and I also provide supervision. So I have like a regular job, you know, that I do that I um, have a practice here in Minnesota, um, but also on the side, love to do the podcast and have really enjoyed doing teaching and then also really bringing on people to speak about mental health in the church. And that's something that we need to not shy away from talking about um, and what hear what Jesus has to say. I completely, completely agree. And I'm so excited to have you on today because There's a topic that I love to dive into, and that's the topic of identity. And I think a lot of times the reason we become so passionate about a certain topic or a certain thing is because it's something we've had to overcome ourselves, or it's something that we've had to work through. And I feel like, so I wanted to, to talk to you today about identity. And so many people, I feel like they just they walk around with these identity issues and they really don't even realize that they're carrying what I like to call it, you know, you put on a lens and you're walking through life, not even realizing that you're looking through a lens of childhood trauma yes. and, or, or whatever the situation may be. And yep. for instance, for myself, um, for many, many, many years, my identity was I'm a victim. Yeah. And I lived, I wore that badge proud and, you know, I didn't even realize that, you know, I wasn't created to be a victim. God did not create me to be a victim. I was to be a victor, but you can't really be a victim and a victor at the same time. Right. And, and so I think for so many of us, we walk through life, not really knowing who we are deep down or who we were created to be, we walk around with an identity of our circumstance or even from our childhood. Um, And because we don't know who we are, we also don't know who we aren't. And so I was just wondering if you could talk into that just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As you're speaking about this, it's kind of, it's making me think, oh, I wonder what your victim mentality, what you were actually believing about yourself because of that. And so often I think that we miss the truth of what we're actually thinking and we try to sugarcoat things to make it sound better. So for example, if I experienced a lot of trauma, but I'm now Christian and I just say, well, I am over that. I'm a child of God. That's my identity. You know, I know who I am now, but really underneath I'm feeling kind of down. I'm feeling kind of depressed. I'm still feeling kind of unworthy about myself and I can't. I feel bad that I'm even thinking that because I'm like, well, Jesus died on the cross for me. I should be free. Like his blood covers all. Why am I feeling like this? And then we'll have pastors or other people that will say, well, your feelings lie to you. The truth of what the Lord says and 
in the Bible is, is that's the truth. That's who you are. You just declare it. And that's, and that's it, you know, there, but I'm feeling this way. And so then we feel bad. We feel guilty. And all of that guilt is shame from the enemy. Like that's not what God wants. So Romans 8, 1 says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So then we're feeling shame. Jesus says there is no shame. So why am I feeling it? This is where, when it comes to identity, we need to be honest with ourselves. We have to dig deep into that trauma and we have to say, my dad neglected me. He wasn't around and I feel unworthy. We have to be honest. We have to get out the lies. We have to get out those thoughts. We have to, it's, this is like where I'd say therapy can be very useful because you can get it out so that we can bring it to the light. And we say, God, I am feeling unworthy because my dad, my dad neglected me, or I'm feeling dirty because I experienced sexual abuse and sexual assault. We it's getting it out to the light. And then we say, Jesus, help me. I don't want to keep feeling this way. I don't want to keep thinking this, but if we're not honest with ourselves with the lies that the enemy has told us, we can't uncover what God says because we're still living in the false identity and the false identity is attached to circumstances like what you're talking about. And so right. the first step is being honest with ourselves, getting those lies out so we can hear what God actually says instead of trying to sugarcoat it and say what the Bible says, even though we're still struggling. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. And I think a lot of times through life, most of us, I, I would even say a high percentage of us are going to go through something really hard in life. And, you know, over years and years, my identity was what happened to me. You know, I was cheated on, so I was not worthy. You know, I was rejectable. That's what I felt. I felt rejectable. I felt like I was chosen over and there was, you know, I was rejectable. I was unworthy. And a lot of times, you know, because my mom and dad, they were pastors. When I would walk into a room at church, I would get all of those looks, you know, because everyone knew my story. They're like, oh, that poor girl. <laughs> or they would even come up to me and be like, I don't know how you're doing all of this. And so I think all of these things were well-meaning, but inside of me, you know, I had an issue. I had an identity issue that was growing and all of these things were compounding that thinking. And from your perspective, you know, because I didn't, I didn't realize that this is what was going on. I, I think the enemy likes to hide in ignorance. He likes to hide in the things that we don't know. And he, he uses that. It's not our fault that we don't know these things, but I think that he enjoys the fact that we don't know these things. And so I was just wondering from your perspective, how can someone begin to realize that they may be believing a lie about their identity? Yeah. So if you are not in that place of glistening hope with the Lord, there's some lie that you're believing. He, Ephesians 1 says, he predestined us for adoption to himself, his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. He has seated us in heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 6. So we are his workmanship. Like he has identified us as a child of God. And so in this place, we have a new creation. And if we're not in that place of glistening hope with like, yes, thank you, Jesus. You know, like, cause really, if you think about it, when you're in worship, all those things seem to kind of like go away. 
And we're just like, thank you, Jesus. I worship you. But then you're out of the presence. And then you're like, oh, oh, now I remember I don't really like myself that much. Or, now I remember I'm not really feeling very good. And it's like, but when we get back in his presence, all those things that he says about us feel more true. So when we aren't in that place, believing what we're believing when, when we're in worship, we need to do some investigating. So how would you start to investigate? Just kind of piggybacking off of what you said. How would you start that process? Yeah. So first I would, can I actually just pray? Because I, I yes. think that the opening of yes. allowing us to let God into that space first needs to happen. And so I, I think that this, my prayer would be that more pastors would actually speak on the topic of our soul more often and not just as an extra topic, but actually integrated into the sermons and that we, we can talk about our mental health, our mental fitness as a normal thing, because we're spirit, soul, and a body. Like we're not, it's, isn't a separate thing. And so right now I just ask Holy spirit that you come into those spaces in our soul and to our emotions, our will, our mind, and that you come and invade this space and awaken us to know the truth of what we're actually thinking about ourselves. I break off shame in the name of Jesus. And I pray for you to reveal what are those lies that we're believing? What is the deep secret that we think that nobody else knows about us so that we're secretly, there's something wrong with us or some sort of lie that the enemy has hijacked that you've kept deep. Holy Spirit, go deep in us and reveal what are those lies so we can give them to you and you can help reveal to us the truth of who we are. And I also pray that those of you who are listening, honor your feelings and you do not run away from them because the feelings can lead you to the truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So starting with our feelings, so thank you, Holy Spirit. So some of you are starting to kind of feel the stirring of like, oh, yes, I am actually feeling these things. And I, I'm thinking I shouldn't because the Bible says this. It's like, no, it's okay. M Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest for your soul. So I'd say even starting with feelings, if you don't have those thoughts, if you're like, well, I don't know, I don't know what the thoughts are. I don't know what the lies are. What are you feeling? Okay, well, I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling I'm feeling hopeless or I'm feeling shame. Okay. So that's the feeling. Now let's back up. What is the thought that's causing the feeling? Okay. And then here's another thing. And I would do, this is like a trauma technique that I do. I'd say, where do you feel that in your body? And then I'd say, when's the first time you ever learned to feel that way? Okay. And you can allow yourself to go back to the very first time you learned to feel that kind of gut feeling where you're feeling not worthy, you're not feeling seen. And, and you might get a memory of when you're 10, 12 years old, where you felt neglected. And maybe it wasn't maliciously, but in that moment, you felt neglected. And often what we'll do as adults is we try to like protect our loved ones and our parents by saying, oh, well, they were such good parents. They didn't mean it. And then we ignore the feeling that we have and the lie that we have that was birthed from that memory. And so in this, I'm not saying that you have like bad parents or bad authority figures or whatever it is, but I'm wanting you to give honor to your feelings 
so we can reveal the truth of who we are so God gets the glory. He does not want us walking around in that false identity, thinking that we're not good enough, not worthy. And ultimately, it's like false humility, which is like pride. I mean, so we think that we're being these like really good Christians, but we're actually walking around like with demons on us because we don't love who we are. And that's right. Doesn't get the glory for that. So I'd say, start with where do you feel in your body? Start with your feelings and then to be able to back up. And then when we back up then say, what is the lie that I'm believing? And that's mm-hmm. where you can feel that, that gut, you know, feeling in your body, feeling in your chest, whatever it is, it's kind of a gut punch. And even if you're like, well, I don't believe that all the time. This is what I say to my clients. I'm like, if there's a kernel of truth that you're believing it, that's the lie that we want to get at. Right. You know, as you were talking, I, I was just remembering um, a situation, you know, even with my sister where she had a lie that she had believed from a very, very young age. And she talks about this even because she, as an adult, she had to undo this lie. And she was in the pool. We were in a public pool and my dad, you know, he, she was standing on the edge and he was saying, I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Jump to me. And so as she went to jump to him, something behind him caught his attention and he turned to look and then she fell, you know, went under the water right in front of him. And for years and years and years, the enemy just deposited this lie that he didn't care about her. And it started as a child. And I think that that's where he because the impressionable mind, he tries to get those little bitty things. And for years and years and years, she carried this lie throughout her life until she was able to figure out what it was and reverse that. And just for me, one of the, yeah, one of the ways that I began to reverse the false identity I talked about was with my true identity. And the way that I did that was I had to find out who I was created to be. And who did God create me to be before I was even brought to this earth? And the thing that I really love about God is on this identity journey, I, it's, it's totally not a sprint. It's a step-by-step-by-step process. He's revealing to you who you were created to be. And in this process, it, the thing that blew my mind was that he wanted me to love myself. And you know that scripture, well, pride comes before a fall and all of those things. But the thing that I found out about God is that he really wants me. He wants you to love yourself. And when I started to realize all of these amazing things, because as I would sit with God and listen to him and as he would speak back to me, he never would one time say one unkind thing about me. Um, He never told me who I was not. He told me who I was. And all of these things just started to, um, all of those lies were then displaced with truth. And over time, as I was learning and growing my relationship with God and communion and intimacy, all of these lies that had a tight hold began to unravel. Mm, That's good. And it was really in the deliberate journey of Mm. self-discovery, 
you know, because I knew I wasn't a victim. It didn't even feel right. It, it was like putting on a coat that was too yeah. small. Yeah. It didn't even feel right to, to mm-hmm. have that. And so I was just wondering, could you give someone some practical advice on how they can remove these false identities? Yeah. Yeah. So once you name them, like he didn't care about me, you know, I'm, I think that's a beautiful story of how we can get hooked into that. You, you, I, this is a classic cognitive behavioral therapy tool, but it also is shifting out of what the enemy is saying and into what God is saying. So you just simply can say, I break the lie. And this is a deliverance technique as well. I break the lie that I'm unworthy. I break the lie that my dad doesn't care about me. I break the lie that I'm not loved in the name of Jesus. So we say in the name of Jesus. And so then the the next thing you can do is I repent for partnering with these lies. Thank you, God, for forgiving me for holding on to these lies. I release them to you. And I thank you that the blood of Jesus covers me, covers these lies. And now, Holy Spirit, what is the truth about me? And this is when we ask, what is the truth? And we ask, Holy Spirit, who do you say I am? I love that so much. And a lot of times I hear, and I'm sure you hear too, is, well, I don't hear God speak to me. He doesn't speak to me like that. And I think people are expecting to hear like a Carlton Heston in their head. You know, they're Mm -hmm. expecting God to sound like that, but the Holy Spirit inside of us inherently sounds like us. Yes. And so I would just encourage people to even sit, you know, my own personal habit with God is to sit alone and ask him a question and wait to hear him speak. And majority of the time that voice sounds like myself. Right. And And it's not always, right. It's not always a voice though, too. It also could be a feeling question. Yeah. Question. Yep. It also can be like, all of a sudden you have a sense of peace within your body where you didn't before that's God speaking. And so he, you might have a picture, you might see something, you might actually all of a sudden look and you see something on the TV says brilliant. You're like, Oh my gosh. You know, like, okay, that's what God is saying about you. You know, like he's speaking. And so he, he speaks in everything. Like you could look outside at that moment and you might see a bird flying outside and he's saying, you are free. Like you have beautiful wings and there is transformation coming. And, you know, like there, there's so many different ways that he speaks. And so it's getting out of you know, when we start getting out of the lies and we start being able to know the voice of God, because there's three different voices and you, we have to be able to learn how to hear these voices, the enemy, ourself, or God. And so when we start stepping into, oh, God is actually speaking to me in many ways. He's with me. The Holy Spirit never leaves me or forsakes me. When we start being able to uncover the truth because the lies are revealed and we're breaking them and they're, they're gone. Holy Spirit can come and start moving and we can start almost like practicing. It's, it's almost like a practice with some people because you're so used to beating yourself up. We have to then practice how to hear the truth and, and practice that true identity and walk in it. So, and that's Romans 12 too, you know, where we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so, yes, we can get deliverance. We can repent 
we can confess, but then there is that transformation, which is the renewing of our mind, which is walking out the true identity of who we are. Yes. Oh my goodness. I, I, I love this. This is a huge passion of mine is just to help people find that what happened to you does not have to become your identity. You can walk free from that. You can become an amazing version of yourself, yes. um, who God created you to be. And I, I love this conversation so much. I would love to continue this further. Yeah. Um, so, but Heidi, thank you so much for coming on. I was just wondering if you could tell everybody what you're working on right now and how they can connect with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm working right now on, you know, creating podcasts. And so you can find me at Heidi Mortensen, LMFT.com. So it's H-E-I-D-I-M-O-R-T-E-N-S-O-N, L-M-F as in Frank, T as in Tom.com. Um, so you can check out the podcast there. It's called Strong Power Mental Health. Um, what I'm working on is basically creating content that's allowing people to feel more free and to be able to not be afraid of words like deliverance and be able to walk into this place of like, being true with ourselves and honest instead of trying to hide things um, and even bringing it into more pastors. We need more leaders speaking about these things and being honest and being vulnerable, being our authentic self instead of trying to sugarcoat things and um, make things look like they're better than how they are. Um, and then one other uh, project I would I am working on is to create a mental health uh, uh, devotional. So oh, I love that. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, we bless you.